welcome. You've got mail. The world is still spinning, and we have another episode of TechStream. You have tech, I have tech. Some of us know how to use it better than others. But in this day and age where everybody's talking about hacks, we did episodes about major corporations getting hacked. We've talked about uh, what happens when Shelly Palmer gets hacked. We've talked about crypto hacking. We've talked about so many different things. And no matter where you read, whether it's a reputable uh, publication or it's some guy's tweet, there's always the talk of VPN. And VPN, to me, serves two masters. It helps you cheat and it helps you stay safe. And I need to understand all of this. Good afternoon, Shelly. How are you? I'm good. I did get hacked this week. It's not really hacked. I got spoofed. Somebody um, went to my Facebook account. They took my cover picture. They took about four or five pictures out of my photos zone. Yeah, yeah. They then created a fake account, started messaging, commenting for people to message with the fake account as where they were supposed to yep. message. I've seen that. Yeah. And yeah, what this particular person probably didn't realize is that Facebook is one of our really most fun favorite clients. And <laughs> it took about nine seconds for this person to feel the full faith and wrath of the Facebook <laughs> enterprise come down in their head. So I don't know whatever happened to them, but it went away pretty quickly. But I, I'm always, um, I'm always stunned by the the level of audacity of some of the hackers. Like this was just crazy. Um, yeah. So when you start talking about VPNs as a this. place to yeah. share and a place to cheat, I, 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 I want to understand. You would never cheat, would you? No, say? of course not. Of course not. I want to understand this. the The first VPN I was ever introduced to. Uh, my day job, I work for iHeartMedia. Mm -hmm. When I built my studio, iHeartMedia went from being, I mean, we're getting into the weeds here, but they're no longer live sports updates. They're uploaded to a server. Yep. In order to upload my reports to a server, I have to connect to the iHeartMedia VPN. Yes. When I'm in that, I have been told, and I was told a long time ago, iHeart can then see anything I do on my computer, that if I go to a website, if I go to Pornhub, if I want to, they know. Do you, do you, want, to, do you want to go to Pornhub, Seth? Well, not during this recording, but maybe later. <laughs> the idea, the point, the point what I'm saying is, so I have this VPN. I've had this VPN for years now, even pre-COVID. Now, I also follow the Formula E race yeah. uh the former circuit yeah and one thing i've noticed and i'm going to criticize cbs for a second uh cbs decided they wanted to put american announcers who don't know what the heck anything is going on with formula e to uh take away from the world feed uh my dear friend jack nichols and the former indy 500 winner dario franchiti they do the world feed and cbs didn't want that in america and it, right. was, it was driving me nuts. Mm -hmm. Formula E boasts on their social media that in England, in the UK, they have uh, a YouTube channel. 
that the races are on the Formula E YouTube channel, but it's geotagged. So a guy suggests to me, he says, oh, that's very simple. Just get the Nord VPN. That's the reputable VPN. So now I am establishing this Nord VPN. Mm-hmm. And it says to me, it shows me a map of the world. Yes. And says, where would you like your computer to be? Yes. Now, one VPN is telling me that iHeart's going to see every website I click on. Yes. And the other one thinks I am in Sweden. What, yeah. what is a VPN and what is the point of having a VPN? Is it to be honest or is it to be a liar? Oh, wow. Well, so, <clears throat> let's unpack this. First of all, corporate VPNs and VPNs you can get your hands on, although they work very similarly, they are somewhat different technologies in their use cases. Uh, I should say they're, they're different use cases. They're not different technologies at all, actually. They're the same technology. They're just different use cases. So corporate VPNs are, first of all, VPN is virtual private network. That's first of all. So without getting too deeply into the way the internet works, as simply as I can say it, when you are online and you want to browse around the internet, you are not actually browsing around the internet. You're using software called a browser. Correct. You may be using other software, but most of us will browse the internet with Chrome, Safari, uh, whatever the hell they're calling Microsoft Firefox, Edge right now, Firefox. Edge. Right. What, yeah, Edge, with I think they're calling something else now. So look, these are, are ways that computers can go to servers. So your computer becomes the client and it's looking for servers. And the servers have actual addresses, physical addresses. Now, whether the server is virtual or not, whether there's a content distribution network involved or not, in the simplest sense, you can imagine that Seth's computer is the server and Shelly's computer is the client. And I seek out Seth's server address, it's URL, mm-hmm. Uniform Resource Locator, and I go on the internet with my browser and I browse to that address, that address is in a known location. And it you can tell by the IP address that it, by its internet protocol address where it is, uh, not that it says where it is physically, but we know where, these IP, where, where, where the computers are. There are plenty of services that put those out in the world. And you can, if you want, use tools to location, uh, not only identify the location, but to geofence, to actually build a fence around that location. No one gets in, no one gets out. So while there are customary overlap areas and ways to cheat, which we're going to talk about in a second, you can say that all around New York City is okay, but you can't go to Massachusetts from here, right? You can say that the continental United States is okay, but you can't go to Canada or you can't go to Mexico. And you can do a pretty decent job of drawing a geofence around an IP address. Pretty good. The Great Firewall of China does a nice job isolating China from the rest of the world. Russia has just put up the uh, digital iron curtain to sort of mimic the iron curtain that went straight through Germany back and through Berlin. Can I I stop you right there? Yeah. I'm in Russia and I have access to one of these VPNs. Could I lie, tell my computer I'm in London and now I'm not in Russia anymore? 
Is so, that how people? Is that how people in Russia are seeing social media? There are VPNs sophisticated enough to do that. However, okay. capital H underlined three times. The Russian government is smart enough to understand that this is happening, and VPNs do leave a trace of what they are. So when we're talking about stealing Netflix or Hulu or a media, um, uh, you know, some media site, they are a little less sophisticated, a little less hardcore. So NordVPN advertises itself as a way to get around the baseball restrictions of a, right. your, lo your local baseball game is not aired locally and you're geofenced out of it. So, you know, I can't watch the Yankees today online, but if I, if I lived in California, I could. So I'll tell than the internet that I'm in California. Well, we have a free and open internet in the United States and NordVPN can definitely reroute you so that it looks like your computer is emanating from an IP address in Los Angeles. Even we're not endorsing them. We're, no, no, no. Just, just to oh, be clear, oh, we're God, not endorsing no. them. And, and, and just because I'm using it, it, it was literally recommended by like 76 people. You're, if you're it. using it, don't even admit it. That's a pure cheat tool set. Like that's just a cheating tool set. I, really? I'm just saying that it's, yeah, I mean, it's how they advertise themselves. So um, in my last podcast, they uh, think about this. They wanted to advertise. You're like, no, thanks. Uh, I'm not going to endorse or they wanted us to do uh, <laughs> Ross and I to do like a endorsement of, like, oh, we use NordVPN to like steal Netflix. I'm like, guys, come on. Netflix is a client. Stop it. Um, at the end of the day, though, they, 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 they brag uh, about it. Oh, yeah, they definitely do. But thing is, and the people that were recommending it, just so you know, they were like executives from the sport. Like it wasn't like, like no, Tom, Dick and Harry on it's Twitter. Well, understood. But see, we have a free and open, more or less free and open Internet in the United States. So you can you can route or route around. I can send a signal to L.A. I can put it on a server there and I can or I can I can pretend the client is a Los Angeles client IP address. I can pretend it's from anywhere. Actually, it's really easy in Russia. Your use case you brought up. There, it's it's a the internet's locked down, so it's much much harder, and you need far more sophisticated VPN tools, uh, because you know let's face it, the the KGB is pretty smart about all this, but in the rest of the world where the KGB is not in your face and where you're not dealing with the Chinese government in the Chinese uh, the Great Firewall of China, yeah, what you do is this basically takes again at the highest level, it takes your client and it pretends or it fools the internet into believing it's geolocated somewhere else and therefore you are around the geofence restriction it works extremely well unless capital u underlined three times netflix hulu hbo max paramount plus are aware of your shenanigans or they know the VPN well, and therefore they're looking at the IP address ranges that generally come out of the VPNs. Because there isn't uh, like a spoofed IP address. They can't fake where it's coming from past the point. It's going to come from a block of IP addresses. So unless you get very sophisticated and constantly hop around and do some 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 real work which a lot of the cheaper services don't do they don't all work cheating all places because let's face it the media companies are pretty well aware and the sports leagues are pretty well aware that people are doing this right and they lose money when that happens they want you to either pay the only time it's really unfair See, and I don't stupid understand how they're losing money though. but but to, just to go on that i don't understand what the crime is i don't understand where streaming uh sports ever turned into and we kind of touched on this last week 
why are you selling two separate levels of commercials for linear and digital television? And so if I'm, if you're a commercial based network and the whole point of your existence is to sell ads, not to get subscribers, it's, it's the opposite model. If I am seeing a Yankee game in New York city online, I should see the same commercials. No, definitely not. Well, but but here's the thing: no, no, if you did that, not. if you sold it the same way, you can't. Then that, the networks, the regional no. sports networks, wouldn't care about blacking this stuff out. No, 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 no. Many, 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 many assumptions there are really incorrect. Let's let's go down the list in no particular order. First of all, when you have a digital play, when you are actually streaming a video to someone, you know who they are because you have their IP address and you've got an enriched profile because you have a consumer relationship with them it's fully legal to have a, a deep profile so once you give you uh, your credit card over and you become a client or a customer of a subscription service like this uh, i will now start to score propensities and my goal is to put the right message in front of the right person right place at the right time well the right time is during a game or the right person is you the right place is directly on the device you're looking at this game or you're paying attention to and the right message is however i craft a profile i do not have that luxury in broadcast and so yeah i have to uh, sell a much more general commercial that's that's maybe not as honed an offer nowhere near as targeted and therefore nowhere near as efficient so i'm charging higher prices for the more targeted commercial because it's more likely to succeed I'm charging lower prices for the more widely distributed commercial that's less likely to succeed, but I may get network effect from it. So if a thousand people see the same message, I may get some network effect. If one person sees one message, another person sees another message, I may transact business directly. So the digital stream is looking for conversions as their metric, and the broadcast stream, the linear stream, is looking for network effect as their metric, brand awareness, brand love. Um, there, there, are, there are a lot of... Uh, metrics advertisers use for uh for broadcast that they don't use for streaming streaming is a one-to-one -one technology so there the metric is conversions and on uh, when you're when you're in a linear broadcast you you if awareness solves your problem you're looking to get the maximum number of people to be aware of either the marketing program or the or the thing you're doing. So the three kinds of ads that you could possibly use in broadcast, Seth. One is a call to action. One is direct response, like pick up the phone and dial now, buy your Ginsu knives. And the other is call to action at a later date. I'm having my Thanksgiving Day sale, but of course it's it's a week before. You, you can't do anything now, but I need you to be aware of this thing that's happening. So I'm either calling you to action right now, sure. come in today and test drive. I'm directly asking you to pick up the phone and buy something, direct response, or I am going to say call to action at a later date. When streaming, I, I have the option to transact right now or do the other three. But uh, either way, I'm highly no, targeted. Absolutely. You, uh, you referenced, um, you know, get the Ginsu knife. I, I'm reminded of the uh, Jerry Seinfeld bit when he would say, um, wow, I've never had a knife that could cut through my shoe. Well, if you're the kind of person that's thinking about cutting your shoes in half, maybe television's not your worst problem. <laughs> Well, VPNs are the worst problems of the people who are trying to sort out advertising, right person, right place, right time, right message. And also those, by, by, by the way, they sell the rights to games to different 
distribution channels so that they can each right. that's have their own business argument. models. Right. And so, but that, that's it's why the old tired argument that are the regional sports networks are under siege and, you know, all these things are happening as we speak. The but bottom no, no, line but here, to your, to your point though, but to your point, the reason that the VPN costs the league money or what the crime that's being committed is that some company paid more or paid less for the rights to do something. And the VPN goes around the rights that the sponsor has paid for hurting, technically hurting the league and hurting the sponsor. They are the victims of the victimless crime. Well, if we um, care, if we care, here's what I would say. Here's what I would say to that. Um, If you are in um, Cheney, Washington, five hours drive from, from uh, T-Mobile park in Seattle, Washington, you are, you are blacked out from getting the Mariners games. Yes. You're five hours away from the ballpark. If you live in Alaska, you are blacked out from the Mariners. If you live in Las Vegas, you are blocked out from six major league teams, Las Vegas. And you're not in the state of any of those teams. You can't see the Mariners, the A's, the Giants, the Angels, the Dodgers and the Padres. If you live in Las Vegas, like those, that is, that is an ancient rule that is ridiculously dumb. Here's my, my argument. You can't run two VPNs at the same time for all the reasons you said. So I have to decide when I log on to my computer, am I going to be a good boy or a bad boy? (laughs) And that's literally it. And it's that funny. And the really funny part about it is just the irony is that when I have a race and I know I want to watch a race, if I'm working for iHeart, I can't see the race because my VPN is connected to my work VPN, not my play VPN. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Absolutely. And that's crazy. And that's wild. It's like, well, you can't cheat while you're working. Well, no kidding. I guess I can't cheat. No, not while you're working. Now, look, the VPN while it doesn't care, does know 100% of where you're going and what you're looking at. It has to, but if you think about how a VPN works, it has to understand what it is you're searching and what you're connected to. It has to, otherwise it can't connect you, right? The reason that the corporate VPN knows absolutely everything you do isn't because it wants to, it's because it has no choice. Right. And, and so look, I'm not here to endorse any VPNs. Nord is for cheating. By the way, there are others that are for cheating. So let's not just, if you want to talk about them just real quick, I'm not advocating or endorsing any of this, but if you're going to look at Nord, then you got to look at Surfshark. You got to look at Atlas VPN. You got to look at private VPN. These are all like, uh, who else? Who else? I'm trying to think. Um, Norton is also a cheater paradise. So is um, IP Vanish. Think about how silly that is. Norton, a company that bases itself on safety, is a oh, cheaty paradise. I, I hate to say it. NordVPN, I'm sorry, Norton Norton Utilities is probably a bigger virus than the viruses they're protecting you from. I mean, that stuff is just <laughs> such hysterical. a hysterical. It's such a, look, I, I do use a VPN, just so you know. I travel a lot. I think it's really important, Seth. Just give me a second here. Yeah, but your computer think really doesn't important. think you travel a lot. No, my computer <laughs> knows I travel a lot. And I'll tell you, I use... I do use a VPN that is not particularly good for cheating, but it's particularly good for security. I have... And let's go down the list of things you need to do right now, because we're talking VPN from your house for for watching content that might be restricted. That's one kind of I'm going to it's not a victimless crime, but let's pretend that that is a 
It's, Listen, I said it on a podcast. I'm not hiding it. Uh, you know, that that's sort of, you know, having a second dessert at like, a, you know, a dinner, a catered dinner because no one was sitting at the other seat. Like you shouldn't eat it, but you did. I, I don't know how bad, <laughs> how big of a crime it is. But let me tell you, there's another completely different set of reasons. You're in an airport. You're in a train station. You are at a hotel and you're uh, you're at a mall. You're someplace where there's a public Wi-Fi network. Absolutely. No, you never ever no matter what log on to a public wi-fi network without a virtual private network without a virtual private network set up now, the one i use personally i'm not endorsing i have no financial uh interest in this organization whatsoever they used to be called encrypt.me e-n-c-r-y-p-t.me i think they're renaming themselves strong vpn it's like a hundred bucks a year you can't cheat with it because i think everybody kind of knows what it is in the in the so it's not a good cheating vpn but i would never ever and it'll cover all your devices for the same fee there are some they have competitors you can look them up i use this again i'm not endorsing it i'm just telling you i use it and this is not no affiliate link the reason i use it is if if i am forced with a gun at my head to use the hotel airport somebody's somebody's public wi-fi i would never consider consider connecting without having a VPN in place because you do not want, you do not want your computer exposed to a public network that you have no control over. But there are grand um, 5G networks now. So like if you have Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile or any of these- Use your phone as a hotspot. Right, use your mobile. Why, if you're going to the airport, why are you connecting to the Wi-Fi? I don't, I never do. Now I have had some trouble recently I didn't mean you. I meant the collective. No, 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 no. Instead I've been traveling. Finally, no, finally, I'm back on the road. So last couple of weeks, I was in Los Angeles for a week in a hotel, then uh, doing NFTLA. Then I went to Vegas to do a speaking engagement with Worldwide Partners. Then I went to Detroit to keynote at WCX. Uh, and then I had a, a crazy stopover. I flew back to New York and didn't quite make it. Went to back in Detroit, was in a different hotel for a day because of the weather. And has been a whole day in a hotel waiting for an airplane. So I've been in like four or five hotels in the last like, two weeks and three airports, four, four airports. So, and a couple lounges and sat in the Delta lounge for seven hours waiting for a, a, a flight right, the, right, the, right. the other day. So yeah, I used my phone, but here's what, there were so many people contending for 5g in the tower. I was near, I ended up putting my phone in four, like locking my iPhone down to 4g, the LTE forcing it into LTE mode. And there was nobody on LTE by comparison to the 5G. Right. So that was kind of interesting. And I was able to, I was just doing light browsing. I wasn't streaming, but if you're just browsing the internet and doing emails, 4G is fine. And you might actually find a better connection in your personal hotspot. And both my Android phone and my iPhone, both were better in, in LTE than they were in 5G in every one of these cases. So that's just a little heads up. Don't be afraid of going back to LTE. And Seth, you're 100% right, as usual. If you are in an airport, if you're in a train station, if you're anywhere where your 5G is getting like three bars, four bars. It says Wi-Fi is available. Don't do it. Don't even think about it. Like not, it's insane to go on a public uh, Wi-Fi system. But if you do, have a VPN that you trust, not one of the cheaty VPNs. All right, so here's what we learned today, folks. VPNs, they either make you safe or they make you cheat. Either way, you need them. <laughs> Makes perfect sense, doesn't it? We'll see you next week. <laughs>